Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Ronald Hamlin. Hey there, Ron. How's it going? Good, Brad. How are you today? Well, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? It is dark here over in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> we just had the time change not too long ago. So like, it gets dark here at like 430. Wow. Yeah, it's like six o'clock here right now. So Okay. Um, so Ron, like what I normally do on the show is I get right into it. So why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah. So on a personal level, I'm a foster dad. I have three boys right now and we, uh, that kind of opened up my world to the unfortunateness of society and think situations that these kids get stuck into, um, which is what led me to opening up my company for esports uh, coaching at the high school level. Fantastic. All right. So I want to talk all about that. Before we yep. do, I ask every guest a single question. So I'm going to ask you just like I ask everybody else. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Ron? How weird am I? Hmm. Probably a seven. Why is that? I would say. Uh, I, I make assumptions about things in life that are not based on fact all the time. Um, so there's definitely been some things in my life that I've believed that were never actually right. So the, the weirdest thing that I that I published to some friends at one point was I thought that men had one less rib than women. <laughs> I, I was taking an anatomy when, class in high school and somebody brought that up and the teacher's like, what are you guys crazy? <laughs> <laughs> we actually did. The, that, that, that led to a Wikipedia um, page that my friends created stating that fact and then it was taken down like within an hour or something so <laughs> yeah that's i think i had heard that when i was growing up too and like my teacher was just like what are you guys where did you guys get that <laughs> yeah <laughs> right there in the bible you pulled it out right he took the rib out yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right ron so this is the gamerpreneur so i do need your gaming cred when did you first start playing video games um I'm not sure exactly what age I was, but I did play on DOS computer games initially. Um, one of the games was a text-based trucking game. It was a text-based trucking game, and you had to make decisions about you know, whether to stop for gas, how much weight to put in the truck, all this kind of stuff. And another one that was like a Bugs Bunny game. Um, but then my actual like um, 2D, all full-color game experience started with the original Mario game on NES. I love it. Probably okay. around 12 years old. All right, and what do you play today? I play um, Diablo and Path of Exile type games. Um, I, 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 I go in and out with WoW. Um, I played that a lot when it was first kind of new. Um, and then I played some classic WoW when it re-released as classic. How was that going back? Because I played in vanilla. And I just can't work up the courage to try that It was so again. much harder. It was so much harder. Now, I never played vanilla WoW. Initially, I played with Burning Crusade. Like, that was the first uh, expansion. When, when that expansion releases, when I started playing the game. So I didn't play vanilla, vanilla WoW. Um, so the classic was quite a bit more difficult than um, Burning Crusade was. Okay. Order so. Alliance. Uh, Alliance. Yes. Yes, yeah. I found one. It's <laughs> <They're> so rare. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, one more kind of gaming question, then we'll get into the, the entrepreneur part, um, desert Island scenario. I put you on a desert Island forever. You get one game, power cable, ethernet cord. So you do get to play online if you want. What game is it? 
Hmm. In the desert island for the rest of my life. Yep. It would probably be wow at that point. I'd probably be right yep. there with you too. <laughs> no one's ever asked me the question. Like, I think my answer would be wow, because like you can't stop playing it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the All main right. reason I don't play is a lack of time. So with three kids and everything kind of prevents me from having the time to do that. So I understand I have one and that's more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to the preneur part. Tell me about what you do for a living, please. So I, uh, my, my background before starting my company was actually in telecom. I've been doing that for 16 years. Um, but what uh, prompted me to start the company was the trailing end of that career and um, being a gamer at heart, as we've talked about already, I naturally gravitated to a gaming type company. Had never uh, known about esports prior to starting Virtual Reload. But when I learned about esports, because I'm, you know, being a casual gamer in games like WoW and, and Diablo doesn't really lend itself to a competitive type nature. But when I learned about esports and all these colleges that are giving scholarships for it and everything else, and then realizing the lack of support or high school level, that was the direction we took it. Okay, so what does Virtual Reload do? So we provide coaching and tournament services for our focus being middle and high school level. Um, kind of like consider it kind of like club sports in another type of sport like football or soccer. We're not necessarily the high school itself, although that's part of the discussion, but it's more like the external, like a, a parent looks at their kid and they're really, really good at Overwatch and they may have a team in high school to join. They may not, because not every school has programs yet. And they look around and they say, oh, well, I want to get coaching for my kid. Oh, well, let me hire Virtual Reload in to do that. Very cool. Okay, so you were in telecom and now you're here at Virtual Reload. How did, like, how did you make that transition? Did you just decide to start something or was there like an impetus? Uh, yeah, the impetus was the fact that the company I was working for was in bankruptcy. And there were massive amounts of layoffs going on. And I didn't like that. I mean, I don't know that I was in danger myself of being laid off, but I was like, I can't stay until that point, right? So I uh, looked around my area. I'm in Greenville, South Carolina area and thought about, you know, what do we not have here that would do well? And I'm, I'm, I imagined a land center in the first place. That was my first part of the vision of the company. Uh, because we have the, your Dave and Buster's and, you know, those kinds of arcades, but those are games where you go and you play it at Dave and Buster's and you go home and you never touch the game again, right? It's very, very much in that environment only type of game when people are playing console games and PC games all the time at home, but they don't have a space to go out publicly and do such a game and, and meet other people. Okay. And how long have you been doing this then? About two years. Okay. Um, and how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, we'd been we'd been talking about the vision being the coaching and all of that stuff from almost the beginning, um, but we didn't have an actual roster of coaches until about a month ago. And what we did is we actually posted our titles we were looking for coaches in about seventeen titles onto a website called Hitmarker, which is an esports posting site, and we received over a hundred applications for those positions. Very cool. Yeah. Oh. And what, what is it like, you know, going from what most people consider like a real job into the gaming space? Um, it's very different. Um, connecting with the community 
um, has been has been a difficult process of 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 bringing the people's getting the people's attention and bringing them in. Um, but it's very enjoyable. I absolutely love what I'm doing. Um, I had never run a tournament before starting Virtual Reload, and that is one of my most joyous times. Is when we we start a bracketed tournament, right? And the very beginning of the matches tend to be very one-sided. Um, you know, there's people who are just massively outscoring the other, the other, um, you know, the other pairing and everything like that. And then it's gr- it's awesome to see the level of competition increase as the bracket gets thinner and thinner, and you get to more to your championship rounds. Like that's that just it overjoys me to watch that happen, and I've seen it happen in every age. All right, so. I love it. Now I want to go back. You just said something that it's it's been difficult to to connect with people. Why is that? Um, I don't actually know. I think most of it is uh, um, knowing where to find them, what platform to find them on, um, so social medias and stuff like that, um, and just uh, knowing how to target them and, and get their attention. And and what insights have you had? Like I, I love getting advice from my my guests. Like because you know I'm constantly trying to target people too. Like what have you found in you know your two years doing this? Um, Twitter seems to be the best platform for reaching reaching the gamers, um, and having a having a a profile that's set up pro, uh, properly to grab their attention is a key thing. Okay, um, you know for my for my viewers, what does that mean? What, how how do you set up a profile properly on Twitter? Um, your banner says a lot about you and actually we're, we're right now in the middle of getting ours updated. So it looks, looks better than it does. I was getting some feedback on that today. So, uh, like ours right now just says our name and that's not really enough. So we're going to tweak that a little bit. Um, you want to basically what, what the coaches coming on board have helped me do is, is really tune in to the community in a better way. And, um, cause again, as I said before in my intro, not being a competitive gamer myself, I didn't really have a whole lot of network in games that would be able to help me launch this forward. So very, very much has been, let me find people I can talk to to help bring that up. Love it. Okay. So you've been doing this for two years and you're still around. So you're obviously having some amount of success. What what makes you different? Because I've talked to a lot of people on this show, people who are just starting things up, people who've been in it for a little while, but still struggling. What makes you, what is it a unique skill or unique talent that you have? What's different about I you? I think the angle we're taking with it is what makes it different. Um, so there are, there are land centers out there, right? Where we're still in the idea of maybe, maybe building a building or maybe not. We're still debating that part, but there are land centers out there and there are coaching services out there and there's not a lot of people talking about both. Also, the other, there are other coaching platforms out there as well. But from my understanding, there's none talking about specifically targeting high schoolers and providing that service to them. So we want to create the overall esports ecosystem that starts at every other sport age middle school-ish, maybe a little younger than that age. Right? You, you, you grow up in, in high school as a football player. You don't you don't graduate from high school, say, never having been on the football team and expect to get a college scholarship. That's right. Right. <laughs> that doesn't exist for esports yet. There are some schools have esports programs, not every school. But even then, when there is a school that has an esports program, the, the, the sponsor, the teacher who's leading that team is not necessarily an expert in the game. And uh, all this. So 
where am I going with this? Um, yeah, so we want to create that ecosystem so that when the, it's like a pipeline, right? They start at middle school, they get in onto a team or they start joining tournaments, they get coached so that and they join it, they're on a team, right? The, the, what, they're, what you're going to miss is you graduate from high school as a gamer and you go to a college esports team where you've been a solo gamer at home your whole, your whole life, right? Carrying the team. Now all of a sudden you have to help the team, like work with the team, interact with the team and take direction from a coach. <laughs> is it difficult you, for people? It can be. It can be. And if you've never done it before, it's going to be, a, and you're not good at it. Let's say you're not good at taking that direction, right? It's, it's a difficult thing for you. Like that's going to be a very hard learning curve. So we want to teach them these skills at a time that's easier for them to learn it at that middle school age and bring them up in it. Okay. Um, kind of more business related question. Is there money in this? Like is, is coaching high school and middle school students on how to be esports professionals actually, is, is there a monetary value there? I really believe there is um, from the perspective of our company or from the perspective of the, of the clients paying for the coaching. Uh, both directions. Yeah. So, so from our direction, it's, it's very much like, again, we talked about this a little bit ago with the club, club sports, right? Your, your child is really good at a given sport, name any sport, right? And you want to give them the best success possible for either that college level or professional level play. You're going to invest in that child's sporting activities. Right. I talked to a guy just today. He was paying a thousand dollars a summer for his kid to go through baseball, a baseball league. Right. To give him a better chance as he went through his co potential college career. Um, so there is there is money to be to be had, if you will, from this perspective for us to receive it. And then the benefit for the clients is helping them to grow their their stream following or their experience in the game you know getting that college scholarship will give them that leg up they may not have a career in esports right but they pay for their education that gets them potentially a better paying job as they graduate college okay. and they don't have as much expense there okay it's funny you mentioned their, their stream following um to what extent are these they're, they're mostly kids right um they they want to sit there and they play want to play video games. Are, are are you getting any pushback from them on the the business building aspect of it? Because they, they they have to build their own essentially media company around themselves too. Yeah, well, we're that's something we would help them with as they go through it. You know, we're we're not just talking about coaching in the game, right? We also talk about the holistic approach. So they're yeah they play Fortnite, right? And we give them the skills in Fortnite of how to play that game better. But we also talk to them about well, you shouldn't be playing for six hours a day, right? Narrow that down and play and focus your play, you know, hone that skill, but then step away, take the appropriate breaks and stretch and hydrate and all the things needed, you know, get outside, be active because one thing is a fit gamer is going to outperform an unfit gamer every day. Absolutely. Right. Those reaction times, we're talking about milliseconds of time. And if you're sluggish because you didn't eat right that day or you're overweight and you just don't react right you're 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 gonna you're gonna be get lose over the person who is doing it properly okay all right so you came in two years ago from the telecom world and obviously this is kind of a new you know industry for you to be stepping into and in those two years what is the one thing that you say you've learned one thing i've learned um it's bigger it's bigger than i realized Right. I, uh, on that, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I was in, initially just picturing, you know, okay, a location here or there kind of thing and very small focus. And then learning like Booga last year with Fortnite winning $3 million, you know, and every year that they run, uh, uh, they being just the, the entities of the world, right? Um, Dota 2 and League of Legends and Fortnite running their, their big world championships. Every year that there is one since I've been involved, the the amount of that prize pool has increased and they're setting records every year, right? Very, very large thing, but is untapped in America. Okay. So I see a huge potential for growth here. I um I don't usually ask this question, but you know, where do you see esports in five years? I see it as bigger, bigger than traditional sports are today. Did you know that they are talking about Olympic level esports? I had heard that. And I mean, it's not surprising. Chess, not all that long ago, was an Olympic sport. So it's not unsurprising to have a game in there. But which one is the thing? Yeah. So one of our coaches was actually in the running for his, uh, his country's Rocket League Olympic team. Rocket League. Yep. And he would have been there had they not canceled the Olympics this year. Oh, gosh. Right. It's, it's gonna yeah. Be, uh, it's going to be a uh, 2020 next year in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, what advice do you have for other business owners looking to get into the esports world? Cause this, it's a competitive industry. Lots of people are trying to get in there. Lots of money being thrown into it by investors. Not a lot of money, not a money, not a lot of people making money though. I would say, to um, don't just take what someone else is doing and model it. I would say make something unique about it for sure. And um, don't replicate what is being toxic out there, right? You want to you want to create a positive environment. So I think that's one of the big, if you will, problems with gamers is that there is so much toxicity out there. We don't want to we don't want to create an environment that they're already familiar with in that sense. Yeah. We want to make it more positive for them. Okay, Ron, can I talk about you a little more personally if we can? Sure. Um, I'd like to humble you if possible, because you see, I, I believe that we learn the most in our lives from our failures. When life smacks you in the face, you get knocked down. You got to figure out a way to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, figure out what happened and you know, in order to be able to move forward. So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your biggest failure in life and what did you learn from it? Biggest failure in life? Um, probably my first marriage. Um, I got married very young. And, um, was kind of in that situation of, I didn't know, um, I didn't know that I could be loved. And so this woman showed interest in me and I'm like, yes, that's, that's what I need. And, um, so she was from South Carolina. I was from New Hampshire and we got married in New Hampshire and then moved down here. And, um, it fell apart within a few years. And I just was like, what do I do now? And I stayed in South Carolina because I love everything about South Carolina no, the weather's a little better. Biggest thing is the snow, right? <laughs> Lack of. <laughs> um, but I was very much on my own for a while. And it was that idea of coming through all of that that helped me to realize that I didn't just have to take anyone that showed interest or such like that. I, I have value. That was That was a big learning point for me, the value that I have. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Another you're question. Um, what do you consider or what is something you're working to improve on in yourself today? Um, my uh, my communication skills. I'm actually in uh, Toastmasters 
um, if you've heard of that, where they kind of put you on, not really put you on the spot, but it's very much a, a great environment, very encouraging environment to help you um, speak better and communicate better. Um, something that I was very um, shy about, uh, afraid of was the camera back when. And um, so just through the nature of of talking about my business and growing my business and being on all sorts of shows and things like that has really helped me to um, become more brave in that arena. And then the, uh, as far as speaking, it's just a way of um, being able to communicate my ideas and my vision in a more clear way. Fantastic. All right, uh, last one is more of a fun question. What do you think is something that people misunderstand about you the first time they meet you? For a long time, I would say my age. They, uh, they, they are. I think they assume that I'm younger than I am. I've got you pegged for mid thirties. So, a little older than that. <laughs> <laughs> you just got that boyish face. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. All right, Ron, this has been fantastic. How do people find you? How do they reach out to you? Where are you at on social media? Yep. So we have uh, we have all the socials. Are say all the socials. So we got Twitter. And Instagram as Virtual Reload, Facebook and Twitch as The Virtual Reload, and then our website, virtualreload.com, and then my email address, ron.hamlin at virtualreload.com. Beautiful. All right. Now, as we wrap up, uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to share or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, let me think about that for a second. There is the, uh, basically, again... The, uh, I guess to recap real quick, we are about the um, growing the ecosystem of esports for high school, and we want to make it a positive environment. We, uh, the intangibles, let me talk, talk about the intangibles for a moment. Your kid who is a gamer and is not playing football or soccer or any other sport, right? They're going to find a way to play games. If they go to college, they're going to they're gonna play games. Today, if they are not in an esports program, that can be to their detriment. They're playing, they're finding a time to play those games where they should be studying and those, those sorts of things. So why not put them into an esports program that turns that into a positive thing for them? And esports at the right age teaches them the same team skills that they're going to learn on a traditional team. Um, can you talk about that a little bit more? Like, you know, I know we talked about being on a team and the, the challenges some people have, but what are the benefits of playing video games? Because no one really talks about the benefits of playing video games. We hear not anything but you know, all the negatives of it, but what are the benefits, please? So there, that's a long list, <laughs> but the <laughs> things that immediately come to mind are uh, uh, hand-eye coordination, being able to, you know, uh, whether it's PC or console, you're, you're constantly using your fingers and hands in a way that just creates dexterity, Okay. Um, and then the actual game environment itself gives you a lot of problem-solving skills. Pretty much every game out there today is it has a challenge to overcome, and you've got to figure out how what that is. So there's a lot of in- analysis going on in your brain and things like that. Um, so those are those are the two of the major ones. Absolutely. Um, and NL, uh, stress, right? Stress release, right? Because you're you're living in a stressful we're living in a stressful world, right? So anything that allows you to decompress, it's healthy. 
and and that gaming can do that as well. Absolutely. I um my go-to for as positive as is persistence because I love hiring gamers because I know they will find the solution if I tell them to do something. Like they'll take them a, a little while potentially, but they will find a solution because they've done it. You know, Mario, you said you you played Mario. Like that first Goomba has killed more people than I think any other <laughs> right? <anything> else ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So true. But uh, Ron, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. We genuinely do appreciate it. You're welcome, Brad. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>